Today on Meatheads, we'll be discussing training like a bodybuilder versus training like an athlete, nutrition and supplementation, and the best music to listen to when you're working out, or is it no music at all? Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Welcome to Meatheads. My name is Mark Lalonde. I'm with me as always, my good friend, my co-host, Derek DeLille, CEO of Total Fitness right here in Gunnawage. How's it going? Great, Derek. It's uh, it's good to see you. It's good to be here on with you again, as always. And uh, we'd already started our discussion downstairs, so we'll get to it right away. Last week, I'll preface this by saying my daughter enjoys training as much as I do. Last week, she and I were having a discussion about how she trains because she's a high-level hockey player versus how I train because I'm a high-level nothing. So... I train in a, in a bodybuilding manner. I train set, sets, reps, one, one muscle group a day or connecting muscle groups in a day. And I move on and that's my schedule. I'm 45. I don't train like an athlete anymore because I don't need to train like an athlete anymore. Do you have some thoughts on that, Derek? I do. Like when you're young and you're, and you're athletic and you do sports, you can be training a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more powerful What's the word I'm looking for? Explosive. Explosive. Yeah. To become a great athlete, strength and explosiveness is what you need. Size isn't really what you need, depending on the sport you're doing, but you want to be strong and you want to be fast. So when you're training like that at the later years in life, when you're no longer an athlete, there's no real reason to do that except to kind of relive your, your youth, which you're not young anymore. And it's time to adapt new training based on your new goals or your new the way you are. Yeah, your, your, your method of living, yeah. your quality of life. It's funny because we were, you know, we were discussing this downstairs, as we said, but if you're going to train like an athlete, you're talking about more compound movements, more specific rest intervals, controlled rep ranges. You know, you're, you're pushing for maximum explosiveness. You're uh, maybe supersetting, you know, suppleness of movement is key. Mobility training is part of it. Deadlifts, power cleans, Olympic lifting, push presses, you'll pyramid things. Maybe you won't. Hockey player. Needs to spend a whole lot of time on a you know fairly specific minute and a half all out conditioning with specific core training and a lot of advanced leg strength training. Yeah, and I find what people don't realize is that you need to recover from these workouts. And when you're in your twenties, eighteen, and you're being scouted by the NHL, your recovery level is phenomenal. You're probably uh, on supplements. You're taking your your vitamins, and everything's just the way it's supposed to be. And when you get older, you don't have that recovery anymore. No, you don't. Kind of sucks. It really does suck. Like, I, I, I train some football players, so we, with them, we do, you know, explosiveness because you got to train for 7 to 10 to 15 seconds of maximum effort at one time. So I'm training explosiveness. I'm training not as much cardiovascular training, but, you know, explosive, low rep, high weight, upper body exercise in order to build the upper body to withstand contact. Different training, different athletes. Basketball player has different needs. Track and field athlete has different needs. Yeah, every every athlete has their own goals that they need to to strive for. And a bodybuilder has one goal. Yeah, and it's to build the biggest, most symmetrical muscle you can build. And they don't need to be the fastest. They don't need to be the strongest, uh, the most agile. Their goal is to just have 
a physique. Right. And and to that end, I, I guess what you can say is, you know, there's the way they train allows for maybe more recovery time because it's single groups on a single day. So I can train every day as a 45 year old, but still let my legs have 48 hours to recover. I let my chest and shoulders have 72 hours to recover from chest triceps and so forth from back biceps day and, and, and on and on and on. Uh, yeah. Cause with the athletic training, you might have your strength component in the beginning and I'll give you an example. Like say, uh, it's a Monday and it, it's a squat focus for athletic training. You're doing your, uh, your power squats, low reps, a lot of, a lot of sets. And then you're doing your, your jumps and your lunge jumps and your, your conditioning exercises. A bodybuilder wouldn't be able to do that every day and recover from it. They can probably recover from the strength part, but it's the other stuff that's going to really tax your nervous system. And that's what causes a lot of people to overtrain and get injured. It's true. How much of that, you know, most, most sports require some level of, of high, you know, conditioned core strength. Tell me a little bit, like, let's, I mean, I know that for me, I am training a lot less crunches and sit-ups than I use, than somebody would you that I used to I, I never actually did as a trainer but then people used to to train their their core you know lateral movements uh, lunges with twists you know you're talking about Pavlov's push yep, uh, yep. I love Pavlov's push but it, you're training your core in a different way like bodybuilders just won't do those things no they won't like I mean for bodybuilding like I said you want to build the muscle tone the muscle and most bodybuilders I know they might do a, a set of abs you know, like I used to follow Dorian Yates and he, he admitted he never really did much ab training. It just comes down to conditioning, losing your body fat. Right. But for athletes, they want to have strong abs, not just nice looking abs. So they're going to be doing like what you said, those exercises. Sometimes a uh, perfect example, Brock Lesnar. This guy yeah. has everything. He's got yes. the muscle, the strength, the stamina, every, I watched his training video one time and he was slamming a ball against the wall, doing a burpee before it gets back. So he's working his core, his abs. And burpees is pretty much everything. Right. And just watching it just made me sick. It's like, oh my God, look at this guy. He's a beast. And he, he, he really is. But he's not a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder no. wouldn't do that because they wouldn't recover from it. And they have no, no reason for doing burpees and ball slams and stuff like that. No, no, that's true. That's all MMA and, uh, and wrestling. And that is, that stuff is so hard. I, and, and I hate burpees. They are the worst. They are maybe the worst thing of all time. So yeah, let's take me through something you would do with, um, I don't know, argue for argument's sake, uh, a hockey player on a Monday. Okay. I actually trained a, a hockey player as a high level junior for uh, New Brunswick. And for our squat workout, we did eight sets of three reps, but it wasn't max weight. It was, I think it was, I'm going back uh, many years ago. I think we were starting off at 60 to 70% of his max and just do power, rest, power, you know, so three fast reps, not slow, grueling, grinding reps. It was three powerful reps. Right. Uh, once he was done that, we started doing some skater jumps, which is kind of like a lunge jump, but yep. you're jumping lateral jumps to the side uh, to increase the stamina. And of course, conditioning. So we, we did the assault bike. We did some running outside. So after that, it was mostly for the conditioning part. So we had the strength and power out of the way. Then it was strength and mobility afterwards or right. conditioning and mobility afterwards. Right. That's, that mirrors what, my, what I see my daughter do when she's at the gym. When I, on the off time I've worked out with her, we do, we start out with, um, heavy deadlifts or squats for power, for explosiveness. And then we finish on a treadmill running, which also sucks. So and yeah, hockey player workouts are the worst. Yeah. And if you ever see a hockey player, they do a lot of strength training for the legs, but they don't have the, the bodybuilder legs. No. And no. even though they may, some, something could be even stronger than natural bodybuilders, but they don't have the same development in the legs. And that has to do with training 
and other stuff as well. Right, nutrition, yeah, naturally. So that actually, that's the discussion of hockey player training came up the other night, and then it's amazing how much single leg stuff you have to do when you're a hockey player. Bulgarian split squat jumps. Yeah, be, because those, <laughs> it's funny, you don't do anything on two feet in hockey. Everything is on one leg at a time, always, always. So it makes a ton of sense. I remember that discussion I'd had with a, a colleague a few years back. I'm like, why aren't you doing any single leg stuff? Well, trading legs. I'm like, but a hockey player is always on one leg or the other. It's it's one or the other. And then balance, of course, goes along with that. And oh, that's yeah. yeah, you need the you don't know, need lateral strength and yeah, for sure. For those who don't know, Palov's push is this really weird exercise where you just pull a weight out, hold it at your chest, and push it in and out without actually lifting the weight too much. And you just have to maintain stability. And the first time I showed a client, they're like, what is this craziness? And then after they did 10 reps, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe how much I feel that. So that's that's the beauty of some of those movements. And what's funny is after you do their 10, just let, let them hold it there for yes. another 10, 15 oh. seconds. <laughs> oh God, isometric. That's, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. You are a horrible person. Hey. <laughs> 10 seconds. Wow. That's, yeah. That's at the end, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the burn. That's You're going to feel that right through your side like a crazy person. That's not fun at all. So it's funny that we had the discussion of hockey player legs versus bodybuilder legs. And it, of course, comes down to nutrition. Bodybuilders are putting eight to 10,000 calories more in their bodies a day than hockey players. They're not doing the cardiovascular conditioning that hockey players are doing. They're probably doing a cursory sweat on the Stairmaster, but it's not at an explosive rate like a hockey player is training. So what does it take besides nutrition? What kind of supplement might you take as a bodybuilder? And let's let's talk about the S word too. I want to talk about steroids today. Okay. Well, you have your, obviously your natural bodybuilders, which, you know, they're out there. They're there. They're there. They're there. And then you have the non-natural. And I've also known hockey players to use steroids as well. I remember a few were getting busted back in the 90s, if, if I remember. But even when they were taking it, they didn't have the bodybuilding legs. It comes down to, of course, nutrition supplementation. And if they're using um, testosterones or any other an anabolics, they still have to train the muscles to build muscle, not just to be strong. So it's a combination of everything when you're a bodybuilder, I think. I don't know the, the nuts and bolts of what it is. But I know a few bodybuilders from the 90s are, are retired, so they're allowed to say whatever they want to say now. So now, like, Dorian Yates is out on, on, uh, on a podcast talking about his cycles when he was uh, uh, as a bodybuilder. And in 1990, when I was just a, a young little lad getting into working out, I'm like, what? I thought it was your training. I thought it was a heavy-duty training and your nutrition. I followed your workouts, and now you find out it's, it's still his genetics, his training style, but it's other stuff as well that got put into it. And when you see him now, he's no longer 280 walking around. He's like 220. I'm like, I think I'm bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, a lot of it goes to how much food you're eating, um, how much protein you're putting into your body for, for amino acid synthesis. Um, it also comes down to recovery. Steroids help you recover faster. And it's funny, I was having a discussion with somebody the other day about this very topic and how I would kill to be 25 again and just to feel... Like I felt like I was when I was 25, you know, endless energy, physically, you can't stop me. Like you couldn't hurt me when I was 25. It was just amazing. And steroids allow you to do that. Yeah. It, I just, I find they have like a stigma of you're cheating, but when you're, when you're taking it for your personal health, what are you cheating? You're cheating mother age, you know, the age of time. You're not, you're not an athlete. 
uh, you're not promoting my training is the best because this is why I'm the size, whatever. And uh, I think a lot of people look at it wrong. But on the other coin, people get liposuction done. They get lip implants. They, they get a lot of cosmetic surgeries, boob implants. What's, what's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you the difference. I, I mean, I haven't had any of those things done either. So uh, I don't, and I, I don't do steroids, nor have I tried steroids. I, I just, I've become more and more curious about the, um, the anti-aging you know, like, factors as I get older. Yeah. I read up all about it online, how um, growth hormone is the anti, anti-aging, Sylvester Sloan takes it and a lot of people are open about it. And I just saw Sloan on, he has a, uh, an Instagram, I guess he's lifting all these weights and. It's like, I don't know how old he is. He looks old. He's in his 70s. Yeah. So he doesn't look like he's in his 70s. He's still in shape. He's still, and it, it puts me in a position where I've always been in shape. I've always been known as the trainer. And it gets to the point where, what if I'm no longer known as that anymore? Well, Derek is 46 now. He doesn't lift as much as he used to. Look, he's getting gray hair. He's getting older. Is he still the same person he used to be? And I even approached my doctor with this. I'm like, what do I do? Like, is so you any, came to your doctor with an identity crisis? Pretty much. Okay. You know, every six months I get physicals. You know, when you get to a certain age, you want to get physical and make sure everything's good. Yeah, yeah. And we, I, I, I did ask him, I said, can you check my hormones? I just want to make sure they're they're at par. Because sometimes, you know, you feel depressed, you feel down. You're not, you don't have the same strength that you, you had. And it, it's, it's always between like an average or low average. But he says, oh, there's no need to be concerned. But I'm like, I don't want to be low average. I want to be high average. I want to be like I'm 20 again. I want to be able to just be young again. And he goes... Age is a, um, a gift. Enjoy it. I'm like, I want to enjoy it, but you know, it's a gift, but I do want to enjoy it and further on. Right. I, and I, and I feel you because I don't want to be the old guy in the gym lifting and trying to stay with the young guys. I, 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 I've resigned myself to the fact that I won't ever, I'm, I'm, that I'm fighting against an uphill battle because for me just to keep my numbers where they are strength wise. You know, I'll bench press X amount of pounds, X amount of times, and that's fine with me. So, you know, I don't need to go past that, but like, it's getting harder every day to keep that level. Does that make sense? It, it does. And like, for me, it's not so much the strength, it's the feeling good. Wake up, no pains, no shoulder pains. Wake up in the morning, like, hey, I feel fantastic. I'm what I wouldn't the world. give, dude, to get up with no, I woke up this morning and I, I can't close my fist. My arthritis is acting up because of the cold. My foot hurts. My right knee hurts. My, both my shoulders hurt. Like, I, I just want to get up pain-free like I used to. You know, I don't know when it was that I, that I woke up and started waking up in the morning and everything hurts still, but I'm there. I'm there and I'm 45 years old and this sucks. Yeah, and you know, I see other people training, you know, like on Instagrams, of course, and they're like in their 60s and 70s and some people just work out or they, they just start working out when they were 50 and, and they're 55, 60 and they're looking phenomenal. I'm like, okay, where's the fine print? You know, yeah. like... Did it's from the states? So the, the doctors in the states seem to give out prescriptions no matter what. And if you go on 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 sites like, oh, email us and uh, we'll give you a prescription. Give us our like. It's not a. It's a. It's a. It's a doctor site. One was a growth hormone site in Mexico, run by Americans, which is kind of funny. So yeah, we can supply you this and whatever, whatever. I'm like, is it that easy? It is that you know? easy. Walk into any pharmacy in Mexico. And you can walk out with HGH, steroids, you name it. Like I, I went in to get Advil one time in a pharmacy in Mexico and they asked me if I wanted Ambien. I'm like, are you kidding me? You can just buy this stuff here? No, thank you. Yeah. And so you, you can get whatever you need. It's, it's just a matter of wanting it. 
And up here, it's kind of like when you ask your doctor, they don't know much about it. It's almost like when I ask, well, oh, oh well, what did you read up on and where did you where did you get the information from? I'm like, you just type in TRT on in Google and you'll come up with many sites on on what to use, how to take it. And if you dig deep enough, it's not really hard to find it either, I guess. So it's kind of like... TRT, for the record, is... Uh, testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. So the, for, for us old guys who have low testosterone that want to be like we're 20 again... Yeah. Uh, you take it to bring up your natural levels to what they should be. Right. Whether it's a high normal or... Right. But nothing super, super physical, they call it. But we want high normal. High normal. High normal. Yep. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm. I, uh, what are you, so are you supplementing now? Well, with, uh, with that, no, I actually went to my doctor and I have the- No, not with TRT, oh, but with anything, period. I, I take my creatine, I take my BCAs, my protein supplements- Sometimes, well, not sometimes, but I like to take a pre-workout before my workouts, which at 46, maybe I should stop that. You know? Well, are you taking a high stim, like high caffeine pre-workout? Uh, I take 300 milligrams of per scoop, I think it is, something like that. Okay. So, I mean, I don't see an issue no, with that as long as you get enough juice, as long as you can come down afterwards. Yeah. Like, that's the key, man. I I don't want to take something that's good. Like, I don't want to take caffeine anymore because it just gets me jacked up for six hours past my workout and drives my anxiety wild. I have no interest in that. So I have to get a high stim pre-workout. I take a BCAA, take multivitamins in the morning and the protein shake every morning for breakfast. So that's how I'm supplementing now. And then I protein shake after my workout now too. See, back in the 90s when I started working out, there was always these, these supplements and they're always like, take this, it'll help boost your testosterone. Take this, it'll help you get leaner. And none of them really end up being anything good. But now, 2022, they always seem to have some kind of science behind it. Take this, it's going to increase your testosterone and whichever, whichever. And it's like, is this the same snake oil that they tried to sell in the 90s? But now they got like scientific background or they got more Well, more it's, it's my understanding that testosterone boost, the over-the-counter testosterone boosters at Popeyes are effectively snake oil from You know, that's what I always told. The 2020s. Like, yeah, it was like the tri tribulus terrestris. It's a root. Take yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Or when I was 17, there was a thing called boron. I'm like, oh, wow, you take a drop on your tongue, it's going to get you stronger and boost your testosterone. I'm 17, 18, like I need that, right? And then years later, a study came up saying it only works on postmenopausal women. Not not seventeen year old boys. So I was like, okay, you forgot to put that in a fine print like ten years ago, right? So now it's like, I don't. I go to the supplement store and I look around. I'm like, wow, you got this and this. I'm like, you know what? All I need is a good VCA before my workout because I do it on an empty stomach. A good protein shake to help increase my protein and creatine because it's it's creatine. It's good. Like creatine. I've never been a fan. I'm an no. easy gainer. Never been an issue for me. I used creatine when it first came out when it was mixed with dextrose. Yep. And now I only started creatine. After not using it for about maybe five, six, seven, eight years, yep. I just started taking it five grams during my workouts or before my workouts, and I'm not really sure what I feel from. I just know it's supposed to help you with uh, with strength and stamina, and it's just one of those things like taking multivitamin. Right, just, it's supposed to help you like not use as much water in in each contracted movement. I think so. I, I'm not. I don't know the whole science behind it, but it's the only supplement that I've known that's been around for what twenty years. Did I just age myself? But yeah, twenty years. That's twenty still, years plus. That's still more than way more than actually it's been, I, I want to say I first creatine first came across my consciousness in the early nineties. So yeah, right, 30, yeah. 30 plus years, man. Oh, yeah. It's 2022. It's 2022. It's a long that, time. Yeah, I'm still thinking 2000. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. So maybe 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're old, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm old too. It, it sucks. I hate it. I, 
I get up every morning and I'm in, in so much pain. Like I, mornings like this where it's just frigid, bitter cold, minus eight and wind chills, like minus 20. My arthritis, man, I, I'm, I'm just, like I, I literally cannot close a fist this morning. Like I, I had to do bench press yesterday and so I had to flatten out one hand and grip it with the other because I just really? couldn't yeah, close my bad. hand over the bar. It hurt too much. It was crazy. It wasn't pleasant at all. See, I get that in the mornings, but I, I think it's just muscle tightness. I don't think it's arthritis. <laughs> kind of numbing. <laughs> I hope not for your sake. I, I know that my, that it is like I, I have, there are entire days where my fingers just swell up to the point where I can't hardly use them. Oh, wow. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Playing football was not good to my body. But as I often tell people, I would not trade it for anything. Um, it gave me more than it ever took. So- you know, it's, it was a net profit to my mind. See, that's the thing. Sometimes when you, people ask you those questions back in the day, I would have not done this, but it, it is who you are today, yep. you know? So 100%, 100%. So speaking of who we are today, Derek, why do you hate music when you're working out? I don't know. I just find I'm not, you know, I don't want to say I don't like music. You know, some people come in the, and, and they want like heavy, hard thrash type music, right? And they'll play it. But when I work out, it's the only time I have really to myself where it's quiet. It's quiet. So I might have the radio station in the background or I might have whatever playlist is on my iPad or on my iPhone. It's probably my girlfriend's, we share an account, whatever. And it's like probably her hip hop music. So I'll put it in the, in, a, in the background just for noise. But I find for me, sometimes depending on the workout, it's distracting because I like to focus on my muscles. I like to focus on my movements. Um, there's a few times where I'll, I'll play some music that reminds me of a happy time in my life because I go there just to kind of let go and in, in that one hour is mine right you know? so it's like songs that might bring me back to a time where me and my kids went out and we had a great time and that's the song that was that i remember it or one of my son's favorite song and i'll play it just i don't know i'm just that's not awesome yeah i don't have like i gotta listen to acdc for my squat workout i gotta listen to metallica for my bench workout uh today i actually didn't have any music on i was just going through the motions and having a good workout I didn't mean to put you on the spot like yeah. that. Just some background <laughs> for our listeners. As we were prepping for the show, we were messaging back and forth and talking about, you know, segments. And we talked about, I, I had mentioned, hey, it'd be a fun idea to do our best workout songs. He's like, I think we already did that. And he goes, plus I don't listen to music when I work out. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you hate music? So that's why I sprung that on Derek. But I think he, if you're not mistaken, you also had Christmas music well, on the other day. Yeah, like, come actually, on, man. It was come actually on, today. It, it is... It is <laughs> It is November. That it is November. That I I should throw a pen at you. Well, you know when when it snowed, I picked up the kids the other day, and I and I, it was already playing on my iPhone. So I was listening to the uh, classic uh, country or classic uh, Christmas countries. And when I went to the gym this morning, the playlist had paused, so I plugged it in, and it was playing. So that's what it was for today: Jingle Bell Rock. As I was, you know, deadlifting. <laughs> I think if I were, I think if I were a client, I would probably stab you. Oh, they bring their own music. They, oh, they, I they imagine. Mine. No, I, I, well, I'm sure I would too, especially if you're playing Jingle Bell Rock on November. What are we? 21st. November 21st. November 21st, you're playing Jingle Bell Rock. We're going to hear that on a loop yes. for a month. Well, it could be worse. It could be Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's funny. You said it because uh, one of my clients, Julie, she walked in on me and I had no music. She said, Derek, don't you play music when you work out? I'm like, no. God, you're such a psychopath. <laughs> I, music when you work out, for me, I'm, I'm, I think we might be similar in that regard because I put my, my noise-canceling headphones on and I listen to music or a podcast. Now, the podcasts do not 
get me to work as hard as music does. So I put on music now and I've noticed that, you know, certain songs that I play on a loop sometimes like Mr. Brightside by the Killers, which is pretty, pretty uh, cliche, but I'm a big fan. They, they literally get me to produce more. So the music pushing me to go a little faster and a little harder combined with my noise canceling headphones, shutting off the outside world and all the distractions that go with it. I'm not standing around in the gym, staring at the clock, looking around, you know, looking at my feet, looking at my phone. I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm working. So that combination is what I need the most. Some people like say, Oh, I need music when I work out. I, I could, it could be friggin', you know, white noise. If, if, if it would shut off the outside world and push me to go harder, but I've journaled it and I've seen that I work harder in an hour when I have music. Like, like you're right. Cause I, I've listened to, to heavy songs that I'm working out and you get that little aggressive. And then because I train by myself in my own private studio, right. I can play whatever I want, crank it up. And yeah. you're yelling during your workout. It's like, uh, like a little story. I remember when my mom was, was uh, diagnosed with cancer many years ago, I was so angry and so mad that it was happening that I turned the music on so loud. I was working, I was doing like stupid curls at like a heavy metal music. And I was like curling, I was grunting, I was yelling, I was screaming, I shot the weights down and you don't hear that. So it took me to another place during, right. during that moment. Yeah. And, and it really does spur emotion. And, and it's funny, as you say, some of my other favorite workout songs are also evocative of very happy times and places in my life, you know, a hundred percent. So one of my favorite workout songs is not a fast, aggressive song at all. It's Father and Son by Cat Stevens. And that's because it comes from Guardians of the Galaxy, a big Marvel fan. And my son and I both love it. And whenever we drive someplace together, we play it. And see, that's the, that's the thing when you just want to hear that, you know? Yeah, that feeling, that emotion doesn't, doesn't ever go away. That's awesome. So I want to have a digression here for a minute. I want to <laughs> go off the, the beaten path. And I want to find out if you're actually, now you said you had the Christmas playlist going. Are you guys pre-December 1st decorators? You know, I'm not, I'll say that right now, but my girlfriend, it was uh, every year around the 21st, she likes to put up the Christmas tree and Facebook has a memory every year. It always seems to happen on that weekend. She says, oh, we should go to storage and uh, bring back some Christmas stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll leave in the basement, you know, until we're ready. And I think I came to work. I did something and I came back and the Christmas tree was up and the decorations was up and the blow, the blow balloons are by the door. So it's my job to bring outside. And back in the day, I only used to do it after the 27th because it's my oldest son's birthday. I, I wanted to save until his birthday is over and then we start the new holiday. That makes sense. But, uh, yeah, uh, but no, I, I admit, yes, I was playing Christmas music, making pancakes for everybody while the tree was up. Yeah. I saw your, <laughs> I saw the pancakes you made on your Facebook story. They looked I, delicious. I didn't, I didn't take the picture of the, of the tree though. I was kind of like, nah, I'm not going to do that. No, but you have the tree up. <laughs> yeah. So I have no doubt that my daughter will push us to put the tree up in one of the, any minute now. I'm super excited about that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. I, I love Christmas, but the actual transitioning into Christmas, I yeah. hate. I hate the putting up. If it were me, if I could come home like you did and everything's up, I'm like, oh, God, I love Christmas. Well, well that's what she said. She said, do you want me to wait for you? I'm like, uh, no, no, you know, if you're going to do it, you can do it. Because the whole putting everything around. Okay, she saved the, the star for me, so I put this, uh, the star up with uh, the, the little one. And I'm like, all right, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I don't even mind. Like, I'll even do the cleanup before the decoration. I have no issue with that. I just hate the decorating part. I much prefer the cleaning part. Does that make sense? <laughs> the clean part. You ever try to get that tree back in the box? It's like you're sitting on it, you're jumping on it, you're bending it. <laughs> I have a bag. 
Oh, you got the bag. Yeah, I have a bag and my tree goes in. It's like a hockey bag. So I have a technique I've used for a few years. It goes in nicely. So um, yeah, that being said, if there was some way of even picking up the fake needles that went a little faster, I would be in everyone's debt. That's crazy. So if you were to pick a workout song right now, for right for right this moment, you had it on your playlist. What would it be? It's uh, Falling Angel. Falling Angel. Yeah. Who's the artist? I can't remember. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, I think. Nine Inch Nails. Could I be wrong? I know it was on my playlist from many years ago. It, ha- it was a, a memory. It's a it's it's a funny memory. It's actually a, of of my ex when we went to this uh, this concert at Heavy Metal Montreal, and it was playing. He says, "Hey, don't you like it? It was your favorite song." So it just kind of reminded me of that fun time we had at that Metallica concert or that Heavy Metal concert, which I shouldn't keep it on my playlist, but it's still there. You know, every, every memory in my life is a good memory for a reason. Right. So it's there. It just stayed there, but that's on there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. That is, that's a great story. If I were working out right now, my workout song is always my kickoff workout song is a tribute to our publisher and editor, Greg Horn. He's a huge Metallica fan. So on the off chances, when he and I get to work out together, we play Metallica. So my new favorite song to debut my workouts with is Master of Puppets. So oh, yes. that's a really, really good one. And it got a new life in Stranger Things. That's right. Which was that's just right. a fabulous show. And I highly recommend everyone have a look at it. Stranger Things only on Netflix. Anyway, Derek, it's been a pleasure. As always. As always. Looking forward to wearing my bright orange Total Fitness hoodie to my gym this afternoon because it's leg day. Oh. What are you going to play? Uh, I'm going to start with Master of Puppets. Then I'm going to go to the Killers, Mr. Brightside. Then I got Smith Squats. So then it's going to be Father and Son because it makes me cry and it makes me go harder. And then I'm going to do, then I'm going to play Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster by the Ghetto Boys. You got right. all set up. Yeah. That's, I, your, those that, are my, that's your leg uh, extension song. Uh, yeah, well, those, those are, uh, leg day is hard. You know yeah. this. Yep. Leg day is, is an emotional experience. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. It's, it's really not pleasant. So fortunately, I got a, even though it's minus Jesus, whatever, I'm going to go in the hot tub when I get in. So that'll <laughs> be a great day. Derek, as always, CEO of Total Fitness. It has been a pleasure. This has been Meatheads. I'm Mark Lalonde. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Meatheads. And please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page and the beating table. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Redivise and its employees.